Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning. I know I'm dating myself, but <clears throat> does anyone remember the Karate Kid movies? So you'll know what I'm talking about. For those who don't know, the main character in the, in, the, in the movie, Daniel, was a kid who was getting beat up. And he wanted to learn karate to defend himself. So he went to an older guy, Mr. Miyagi, who was a master of karate. Well, Miyagi gave him a whole bunch of jobs to do around the house and his yard. One of them was to, to, was to wax a fleet of rusting and moldy cars in his yard. And he told Daniel how he, how he was, to, was supposed to do it. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. You remember that? It was a whole bunch of cars. It was a simple and mindless job, and Daniel had no idea what, what it was all about. He saw no connection at all to karate and he saw himself as free labor. But he did it anyway, because he wanted to learn karate. But instead it was wax on, wax off. So he waxed all those cars over many days, and when he was done, he had his first lesson. And Miyagi threw a punch at Daniel, and instinctively, uh, Daniel, who had built up his muscles with the wax on and the wax off stuff, um, he was able to block all those punches instinctively and with ease. He had prepared himself through a kind of training, waxing those cars. But he had faith that Miyagi knew what he was doing, and waxing the cars might provide him with a jumping-off point to doing something better and different. And that's kind of what Advent is, a preparation for doing something better and different. So as you know, Advent is designed to help us prepare for the two comings of, of Christ, the one that we'll celebrate at Christmas and the other at the end of time. But we focus on Christmas because it has already happened and it serves as a good starting point for that second event, the second coming. Preparing for the first is actually a good preparation for the second because we don't know when or how the second coming is going to happen and, and when, it, when, it, when it will happen. We know it sounds ominous. We've been told that it's very important, that it won't be easy, and that we should be ready. In our gospel reading, our Lord is coaching us for his second coming. Again, we don't know when that will be, but we do know that all things pass in this world, including us, so we know that one way or another, we're going to see our Lord at some point. Again, our Lord has this to say about that day. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that that day catches you by surprise like a trap. He's warning us against carousing, drunkenness, and anxiety. Now, I think all of us would recognize that carousing and drunkenness are sins. 
Carousing is the inappropriate indulging in the pleasures of the flesh. And drunkenness is when you indulge in substances that make you unable to govern your God-given gift of reason, which is sinful in itself, but drunkenness can also be a gateway to other sinful behaviors. But what about anxiety? We don't usually associate anxiety with sin so much as maybe sometimes it's an emotional overattachment to the worries of, of the day. I mean, we all get busy with family and work, and we get stretched with our problems and other people's problems, demands from within and demands from without, and we take for granted that as busy as many of us can be, worry and anxiety are a part of the package of daily modern life. It really doesn't matter what group you are part of. I talk to all kinds of people, seniors, middle-aged, younger folks, single, married, male, female, all of them. Worry and anxiety are consistent across the board, and it's safe to say we're wired with a certain degree of worry or anxiety that we carry around with us. In fact, it helps protect us and moves us to do what we often must do but don't want to do. Still, Jesus has a good point when he talks about the anxieties of daily life. He's telling us that anxiety can take over our lives, that it can ex extinguish the flame of the Holy Spirit that we carry around in our hearts, because we can become consumed with the realities of this world and not focused enough on the kingdom that is to come. And that is a possibility that I see constantly in my ministry. Now I hear a little bit here and there about carousing or drunkenness, but not to the degree that I hear about anxiety. And it crosses all divides, age, sex, you name it. Folks have been impacted by all kinds of things that have their that have their attention, and from whatever side of the fence you're on, whether it's COVID or politics or world or national events, people are very concerned with what's happening, and it's upsetting their peace, and it's taking away their focus on some very, very important things. And the bottom line is, we're all Christians. That should be a word that carries with, us, with it the, the sense that we're joy-filled and hopeful. And I think we can all agree that there are lots of things going on in the world and in our lives that can and will pull us away from what we're supposed to be about. And on top of that, we're now in Advent, which is really one of the busiest times of the year. In fact, just the other night, I ran over to Fred Meyer to pick up a couple of things that I needed. I didn't go in because folks were waiting outside the doors just to get in. So I thought I'd drive over to Costco and see what's happening there. <laughs> And there were traffic jams in the parking lots. So I turned around and went home. It was crazy though, getting you know a Christmas tree and decorations and Christmas gifts and food for your family and loved ones. That should be a joy and not a burden and a source of anxiety, which our Lord tells us today can be a trap. So getting back to the Karate Kid, what does that have to do with anxiety and Advent? 
Well, I'm sure you all noticed that Father Dave and I are wearing purple stoles. It's the color of both Advent and Lent, and it shows us that we're in a penitential season. Now, Advent isn't as solemn a time as Lent, nor as long, but the church does see in it a time for us to try and make ourselves spiritually stronger and fit, especially to remind ourselves that we're human and that one day we will all be meeting Jesus. And we don't want that day to catch us by surprise and in a state of unfitness. So here are a few practical things that may be good for you. And <clears throat> one of them I do myself. A few years ago, I noticed that I was getting agitated when I listened to or watched or read the news or commentaries on national and world events. A priest friend of mine told me to simply turn it off because it can all be a trap. So I followed his advice, and that stuff doesn't bug me like it used to. So consider limiting your time with news-like stuff on the TV and the internet. Your not knowing what is happening will not impact the events as they happen, and you can find out most of what you need to know through friends or conversations or checking in on the news once a week instead of multiple times every day. Or when you're in the car, and traffic is going to be a lot heavier for the next few weeks, turn off your radio or podcasts for a little while, and instead say a prayer or two, or pray the rosary or the chaplet. Or maybe you might want to consider doing something that worked for you in the past, that helped you focus on this season in a, in a very good and positive way. Make up your mind today to bring back that practice this Advent and then do it and stick to it. The point is to focus on the Lord for even just a few minutes a day. Pick a time or times each day that you know will be available for you, just you and the Lord. It doesn't have to be long, a minute or two, longer if you can, but make up your mind to do it if only to help redirect you to what is important. And if it helps you to, to light a candle or sing an Advent hymn or hold an image of Jesus in your hands, do it. Remember, the church sets aside this time for us to train ourselves for bigger and better things, even than this world. And remember that Jesus warns us against the traps that we can find in our everyday lives. He came to us on that very first Christmas to show us the way to him when all things will pass away. And Jesus wants even more than us to tell each and every one of us, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.